that shit you. Oh my god. Alright, so this is... Uh, I'm Jackson Gardner, uh, here with Nick from Raised Rowdy, and this is the Raised Rowdy Red Dirt Revival Morning After Concert Podcast. I think we're going to call this the Struggle Bus Series. Struggle Bus Series. When we're hungover and worn the fuck out <laughs> and shit tired. Got work to do still, though. And hurting, yeah. <laughs> we're sitting in the one of the suites here at the Wild Things Park getting ready for... Pat Green, Dalton Domino, Cody West tonight for the Red Dirt Revival concert series. Oh yeah. But the real part of the story of why we ended up in such a realm of displeasure today was because Nick and I both attended the Dirk Bentley concert last night. Dirk Bentley, Brothers Osborne, and Lanco. Lanco. On a hell of a show. I only saw Dirks because I went to Noodlehead beforehand. Get some good food in you. Yeah. We uh we got to the lots is pretty much as early as we could get there and then drank all the beers and then went in to see Dirks play incognito bluegrass before Lanco. Bluegrass. Yeah. He did what he played before Lanco? So yeah, they come out and they play like in costumes. Seriously? So like yeah, I'll show you pictures. Shit, I wish I could have made it for that. I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, so he started doing it last year and uh he comes out in like a wig. And then, like, all of his band comes out and, like, just, like, weird-ass clothes. Oh, my God. It's awesome. I and didn't he, know that he did that. It makes they, me love him even more. Oh, uh, it's awesome. He plays plays some bluegrass, plays some uh, some covers, and then he plays Drunk on a Plane. <laughs> he did that twice that night? Yeah. <laughs> he played Drunk on a Plane early, too. But He looked like he was hurting whenever I was watching him, because I didn't get there till like, two songs into his set. He probably was having a damn good time. I mean, I, either he was bored out of his mind, or he was just completely. Maybe he was where we are today, yesterday. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. That's always a possibility. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful day here. These Texas artists brought some of the sun up with them from Texas. There's dudes doing <laughs> yoga on Hell the yeah. baseball field, so that's been interesting. Doing wind sprints and stuff, man. You gotta Nothing get in that makes exercise you feel you more like a piece of shit when, like, you look when, like, I got here and we were both walking in together. I saw the distance from like the entrance to where we had to walk across the field, and I was like, I don't want to walk that far. <laughs> and in between the distance of like a hundred yards that you're too freaking lazy to walk, there's like six <laughs> dudes doing yoga in the middle of the baseball field, in yeah, the blazing like, heat, legit getting after it. Yep. I, they're doing they're doing good work. You got when you're on the road like that, you got to get exercising when you can. I guess. I guess. My, Maybe they're just bored. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful day though. Um, yeah, Dirk Bentley. So we rolled our crew out to uh, to lots. We got in there probably 20 minutes after lots opened, and it wasn't as packed as I thought it was going to be. I never th- pictured Dirks as a tailgate guy, but I'll tell you what, oh, yeah. dude, people got freaking annihilated there last night. Oh, yeah, that's uh. We saw somebody fall in a wheelbarrow full the one of those. One of those like beer containers, like yeah. the portable beer, like the you know the guys that are like basically not at the tent. They have yeah. their own little wheelbarrow for beer that they're selling, and somebody fell in one of those. I saw <laughs> I someone zip tied at the wrists and ankles getting carried out by the police. That's not six good. or seven people getting carried out. The best one was there was there was one group of security escorting these girls across the front of the lawn, and then there was a another. Um, group of girls getting escorted uh, coming the other way across the lawn and they were really drunk and security was like dragging them and they ran into each other both groups ran into each other and they all <laughs> fell to the ground and it was the funniest fucking thing 
I've ever seen in my life. Because they're all getting escorted out because they're annihilated drunk, and they literally crashed into each other Ugh. on the way out. It's uh, It was a damn good show, though. Brothers Osborne, man. Ugh. They're... They're one of my absolute favorite acts to see live. They're just so good. They have that, uh, they're unique. They work in the mainstream platform, but man, John Osborne is just the most insane guitar player. Yeah, I think my face is still in a puddle in the pit, and I'm hoping that it reforms by the end of the day tonight. From John Osborne's guitar <laughs> yeah, playing? from his guitar playing. Yeah, I understand that. I understand just that. Just melting it into a puddle. I remember the first time I saw him play... I was at Schmidt. There were like 40 people there, and I was in like the front row because I I loved their stuff and just watching him beat the shit out of that Telecaster oh is He's, freaking unbelievable. And, and like you said, they're one of those acts that has so much street cred, even though they're mainstream, just because mm-hmm. they're doing yeah. what they're doing. You can't match the TJ voice. No like, man, he's it's, the guy, man. That's it. That that combo, of those guys, oh. is just freaking off the chain. It's um, deadly. Yeah, deadly. Absolutely. And uh, they have some killer fan club parties, too. They're, I just got back from CMA Fest. That's part of why I'm on the struggle bus as hard as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the rowdy the crew. We were, down, we were down there for nine days. I was down there for nine days. And, man, just had a damn good time. But we drank way too much. My checking Yeah, account. Nashville does it. Where did you yeah. get, like, losers? And, yeah, we did oh, Whiskey Jam three nights God. in a row. And outside Whiskey Jam, which was freaking awesome. Ward killed it. All freaking three shows just the lineup he curates is freaking amazing he does a good job with that especially over cma fest when they do the full yeah they go all outside. out with the stage yeah. and everything i mean that's pretty badass killed the way um, they do that but yeah just uh Fair. trying to sweat out the booze from last night so that we can put some more booze back in. i'm ready for a little hod hair of the dog yeah <laughs> but they haven't put out the beer yet we, we just went and grabbed food we're like Let's just go to Fridays. <laughs> I don't want to have to think about what I want to order. <laughs> it was really hard for me not to order like some fruity frozen beverage. I told you, man, you should have got that frosé. The frosé. I was drinking those at Acme in Nashville, and they're ten dollars each, and I couldn't stop oh. drinking them. That's the girliest drink there. But when you're drinking beer Dude, for seven no days sh- straight, no shame, no shame. Yeah, when you're drinking beer for seven days straight, sometimes you need to switch it up. I will drink me some freaking. Uh, girly drinks all day long. I don't care. I love it. Margaritas? And it's not just like it's not just up. the gluten intolerance. Yeah. I'll just do it, man. <laughs> They're good, man. That's I don't good. care. I'm not one of those people that's judgy on what you drink, but people judge me sometimes on what I drink. Yeah, uh, hey, who cares? It's because it. they're insecure. I'll wear skinny jeans and drink a frozen margarita. I don't care. <laughs> I do not give a shit. I would wear skinny jeans, but I wouldn't fit in them. So I have to buy regular jeans. I, I get jeans. it. Yeah, no. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the thing is if I actually wear regular jeans, they look like like I'm wearing... A pair of Jenko jeans from the, from like the 90s skirt. or whatever. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> Super loose. Yeah. The wind blows too hard. I'm going to become a... Little sugar glider, <laughs> but not Jack, big enough to be a flying squirrel. These shows down here that we're at, these Red Dirt Revival shows, Jackson. For for our listeners that don't know, Jackson hosts a show called Red Dirt Revival, and talks about uh, Texas country music, alt country, you know, Americana stuff like that. Outlaw, outlaw, yeah. Pretty much everything that's that's been neglected by the yes. the mainstream, and that's why we connected because. We kind of have similar taste in music a lot. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. But we also like to party. Which yeah. Is a which great way to connect. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we've been 
uh, you know, working together a little bit, trying to see what we can do to to get both of us a little bit step in the right direction. And stay tuned because we're going to do a raise rowdy official tailgate at one of these Red River Bible yes. concerts coming up soon at the Wild Things Park in Washington. We're going to do a big ass raise rowdy tailgate, and uh, we got. Freaking killer acts you guys got uh-huh. secured all summer. Today man. we got Pat Green, Dalton Domino, Cody West. Awesome. On July 28th we got uh, Jack Ingram, Co Wetzel, <laughs> and then the party of the century, which is August 18th, which is William Clark Green, Ray Wiley Hubbard, Wade Bowen, and my band as well. And then September 22nd, Eli Young Band, Shane Smith and the Saints, and my band as well. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Wait, man. Ugh. It's going to be a hell of a... It's already been a hell of a summer, and it's going to be even freaking better. You know what we should do? We should start doing this podcast, like the Struggle Bus podcast. We should go to one of those IV drip places. <laughs> do they have do those it. here? Yeah, my buddy Tony has one. Oh, man. I would pay so much money for one of those today. What they money? in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah. We were just I talking. about how broke we are. <laughs> Jackson and I were just talking. I said, my checking account went from quadruple digits to $36 by the time I got home from Nashville. Same. From the like, comma's gone. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the decimal point to disappear. Yeah. I was like, I've never been poorer in my adult life than when I started Raise Rowdy. I didn't even check the bank account anymore. I just checked the credit limit of my card. <laughs> oh, man. What's, what's the minimum payment going to be this month? Oh, uh, man. Shit. Just... Great times. We're having a freaking killer summer, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting off to a damn good start, that's for sure. We're uh, uh, the Razor Rowdy crew. We have a country concert in Fort Laramie, Ohio. We do a big uh, big shindig every year for the past eight years. Before. Which one's that? It's, called, it's the one that's in Fort Laramie, so it's almost in Indiana. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and, dude, we got some artists that are coming to play at our tailgate. We might get kicked When's out. When's that? The 4th of July weekend. Oh shit, dude! It's the biggest party of the year. I want to. Co- I mean, I don't know if I can come to that or not. I don't See if you can, have man. A gig or if I had to do a production job or something. We uh, I do too many different things. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm do a lot trying. of stuff. I gotta, I gotta go check my pencil factory that day. <laughs> but we uh, we're we're going out for that, and uh, knock on wood, we might have some some artists that are pretty big, maybe coming over and plugging in for a couple songs. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the, so you're gonna do it at the like at. In We're the just lot rolling up a truck bed and having them plug into my JBL 15. And do it. Yeah. I think you should do it. I think when we do it here, we're gonna we're gonna we'll bring I'll bring my little system. Hell yeah! And we can set it all up and plug that. Have in. somebody jam. I think we should definitely do that. Yeah, like from absolutely. like three to three to six, the when doors are and just yeah. get that parking lot lit, man. Heck yeah. We gave it hell last uh, time we were here. We yeah. Had, uh, we had some people last over. Last time we were here, I was with my quote-unquote private security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we were walking out to the old raised rowdy tailgate there. And uh, when I saw them across the parking lot, they shotgunned a beer. They were about 100 yards away. And by the time I reached it to them, they had already shotgunned another beer. <laughs> and we're opening up the third one to shotgun that one as people, well. So. People really like shotgunning beers with us. It sounds like, it's like a, a terrible idea right it's now. It's an awful idea. But once you do the first one, it's not that bad. I'd like to shotgun right now because like, I don't want to taste any alcohol. Yeah. But I know that it's probably the only way I'm going to feel better. I just... So I've never been a Bloody Mary guy. Me either. I never understood that. It's like just like alcoholic ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. We went to Martin's 
in uh, Nashville. Did they have good Bloody Marys? Dude, that Bloody Mary at Martin's was the shit. shit. Like, it was the shit. They put their freaking dry rub in it and some barbecue sauce. Oh, man. I'm like, you're just basically eating ribs. Just liquid. Alcoholic ribs. Yeah, it's booze ribs. <laughs> booze ribs. I was like, this is magical. Oh, that's genius. I yeah. need to Dude, get on that train. Next time we're down in Nashville together, we're going to Martin's. When are we going to be able to afford to go back to Nashville? you got to get more vacation point. days. And- yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going back down in January for a friend's birthday. You'll be down before then. I'm trying to get down in September yeah. for Americana Fest. We'll see if that happens. When, what are the dates of Americana Fest? Uh, I don't remember the dates. It's early September. I think it's like the weekend of the 9th, but it's like during the week. Okay. So yeah, my day job doesn't love me being off all the time. I'm going to Facebook Live some of this. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized, like, why are we not Facebook Living some of this? I like it. But, yeah, we, uh, we're definitely, we're definitely giving it hell this summer, man. We're going to a lot of shows. Shows out here. I'm going to Windy City Smokeout out in Chicago, too. Big fan of, uh, big fan of Windy City. I, I, Kojo's playing out there. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. So we get in at, like, three. We fly Where's in. Where's he playing at? Windy City Smokeout in okay. Chicago. Um, what does that place hold? Oh, dude, I don't know. A couple thousand, probably five thousand. I have a hard time with Chicago. I mean, I like Chicago, which is every time I, I've been there, I, some weird happens. Yeah, uh, I, we we went last year because uh, Mike Ryan played, and uh, Riley Green, who I'm a big fan of, um, played there, and uh, like all the side stage, just killer. It's a whiskey jam, so Ward does it, and he's the man. Oh, he so, does the side stage. He does there. the side stage. Okay. There. Yeah. And what? Dude, he does everything. He Jeez, does. He's everything. everywhere. He is, man. He's the Godfather. Um, and Ed Warm, that runs all of the uh, the venues out there. He runs Joe's Live, Bub City. Yeah, it's his festival. So Joe's freaking. Awesome he's a big country. Texas country guy, so they get Texas country on that every year. The Wade's out there year. all the time. Yeah, playing. they're they're big Texas market because of Ed. Like because Ed built it. Built well, that's that. kind of what yeah. we're trying to do here. Heck yeah, man. I think I think this is again like it, it's just gonna keep growing, and the more people that see this and see this music, yeah. So, I think if we can keep everyone on board that we have on board for another year, yeah. Like I think I think next year is gonna be significantly better. Not that it's not doing great, and not that it's awesome. It's just um, stuff you know, like you this. You have to have people and promoters committed. Um, and you gotta build it. Yeah, this isn't like a one-off show. We're just bringing in Jason Isbell to play a gig. Like we're, right. you know, we're trying to, we're trying to bring in a, a type of music and a, and a atmosphere and a, an idea, to people that, that have never heard it before. That I think have been disenchanted with, kind of the other shit that's been going on. You know. Yep. Like as much as I loved going to Dirks last night, like, and I, and I enjoyed the show. There's just this weird kind of, yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah, you know, like you know, this kind of like this vibe of, and like I said, like I had a fucking blast, you know, I had an absolute blast for multiple reasons. But and I love Dirks, I think he's great. But yeah. you know, some of them, like the girl I was with, uh, she was like, I thought he already played this song. She said that like <laughs> twice, and I looked at her and I said, Yeah, that's a common problem in today's top four radio. Uh, like, I love Dirks. He's no, he's Dirks like. When he's really doing his thing, man, you can't compete with his stuff, like his old stuff. Like I, I love like Free and Easy. Oh, and yeah. Wish it would break is still one of my favorite songs. We get we get a big crew of our crew to go to Dirks every year. We always get pit because 
I love spending my money on pit tickets. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. I saw it here. Yeah, you're like the guy. That's my thing. Shit, I don't even go to concerts anymore if I don't get comped. <laughs> yeah, my entire paycheck basically goes to buy pit tickets and hotel rooms. There's like three people I buy tickets to. It's, uh, it's um, what is it? Uh, I get more. Yeah, I can get that people want. Yeah, uh, hold on. Sorry, guys, we're... Nick and I are getting a lot of text messages on day of show because we have we're giving a lot of tickets out yeah. for these. So I gotta. We were we were roaming the parking lots yesterday doing work here, giving out some tickets to some fans uh, to come down to the show today. See Pat Green, see some freaking real Texas country man. Pat Green's the freaking man. It's it's funny too because some of the people were like, "Who the hell is Pat Green?" And I'm like, "Listen, you just dude, I'm get, like, get just with the listen, program. yeah." And especially Dalton Domino, who I'm just – we've talked about. We're both big fans of. Dalton Domino is in my top five right now. He's great. He's absolutely great. Both of his albums are killer. He he does things his own freaking way, and he doesn't give a shit if you like it or not. But you you're going to like it. record with Travis Meadows. Like, oops, <sighs> Travis. Travis is responsible for a lot of that good Eric Church shit, and, and he's – Travis is fucking mad. Travis is – his album is freaking amazing too. Yeah, Dalton tweeted about that. He's like – you gotta listen to some Travis Meadows. It's like a steam shower for your soul. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's like the most revitalizing music I've heard in a long time, just from like a lyrical standpoint. It's so good. Just like touching those parts of your soul that you don't really ever talk about. That's it. it will, and that's you know we talk about sad songs make you happy, and man, that's just that's that's See, the kind of music. Yeah, you know, cathartic, man. Yeah, it's good for you. It makes you feel. Not so hungover, <laughs> metaphorically and literally. Yeah, gets a gets a job done. I listened to Jungle Land like sixteen times already today. <laughs> Jungle Land at Dallas. When Dallas is a Dalton Domino song, I love, oh, that. Yeah. I love that too. I have July stuck in my head right now mm-hmm. by Dalton. Yeah, yeah, I was blaring it in my car. When yeah, <laughs> such a good song. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, decent just... man. Rain. That's a good one too. Yeah, all his stuff. It's it's kind of we talked about it a little bit too with Dalton. He's one of those guys that you see that could change the tide of what's Texas and what's mainstream. You know, with yeah. his sound. If he wants to be that guy, he can be that guy. Yeah. He's got he's got all the pieces, and he's in a position that the timing with where the industry is and with where his career is, where he he's probably not jaded or. or put in a really comfortable position but not too uncomfortable to where he can really make an impact and just knock some knock some pins over yeah just really kick some ass and flip flip everything over i think he's the guy that could do it because yeah. he's he's got that sound that just works everywhere yep i mean and, and everybody i play this stuff for just freaking falls in love with it right away yep. and uh i'm really excited because i haven't seen him live before so i'm really excited to see him live today yeah I love him, man. I'm I'm super pumped. Like seeing them walk on and off stage right now, get me super giddy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped. I've been so pumped about this for a very very long time. This this show in particular. Yeah, that's great. Lot Pat Green, man, just legendary. legendary. Wave on wave, yep. take me out to a dance. Carry on. Just the when you think of Texas country, yeah, he's, he's like the guy. Like yeah, that's he it. He is the guy. Like, he's. No matter who you think about, if he's not, if you're talking Texas at all time, you're talking him top five. You know what I mean? It's like oh, he's just one of those guys. Yeah, he's the greatest. Absolutely. So awesome. just, I'm realizing something, not to change the subject too yeah. much. It's a good thing you and I don't work for like a production crew. 
Yeah, they're doing a lot of work out there. You and I would be fired. Yeah. <laughs> we are sitting here in this air conditioning. Air conditioning. Feels really nice. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> feels really, really nice. Really, really nice. The only thing that doesn't feel nice is my splitting headache. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I had a woke up today on my buddy Mitch's couch and uh, about 7 a.m. And I'm like, what happened last <laughs> night? And, oh uh, shit! My yeah. buddy, our buddy Andy, was like, "Dude, did you get those chili dogs you were talking about?" <laughs> chili dogs. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "God, no!" Man, I wish no. I did get those chili dogs. No chili dogs. No chili dogs. <laughs> we got. Oh, shit. We had some frozen pizza, but no chili dogs. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Are they playing cricket? I don't. I hope not. That's man. not a cricket bat. No, they're playing baseball, but he hit it off the ground. That was pretty awesome. It's kind of cool sitting swing. up here. We're just watching everybody, and nobody knows we're up here. Yeah, we're just... Mark Anderson's walking around. He's got some swag. He's always yeah. dressed like he's got style, man. Mark Anderson's got yeah. some style. Always does. Eight Man Jam. Oh yeah, he had Dude, that. I love that Eight Man Jam. That was Dude, awesome. that was so much fun. Getting to play it. He's wearing like the same basic theme outfit that he was wearing in Eight Man Jam. Yeah. He seriously like has way more style than you would expect out of a program director for me. He's probably the most stylistic one. Yeah. He's a cool dude, though. He, he Mark was, like, the guy that made all of this possible. Which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Because like, this is so different than anything else that we get in this market, specifically. Well, right? just the idea of someone like him to go, fuck it, let's do this. Not that he said it that way, but that's, yeah. my, that's my description of it. Like, yeah, let's, let's fucking do this. This is a good idea. And to take a chance on it, being a major market program director and where the industry is and how everyone's kind of like I don't know I don't know if we should touch that 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 doesn't seem right you know and for him to just go yeah we're doing this and yeah. owning it and just working as hard as he had to make it possible and make it work is just it's crazy it's awesome it's crazy it's it's I think this can be something special I agree day. and I think when you're when you're looking at people like you know what we talk about is you know the underdogs the guys that aren't mm-hmm. getting their due this style of music is so underappreciated Red oh dirt, yeah dirt music. probably more than any other Absolutely. any other style of music for sure outside of the you know the south of texas and you know oklahoma and the red dirt areas and some other southern parts as well but man just this music doesn't get legs. It does in certain markets, but yeah. it takes that guy to go out on the ledge it's, and make it happen. It's weird, too, because you almost, like, like my friends, right? I've been into this shit for years, and I've always tried to get them to listen to it. And then, you know, they they hear a song here and there and think that, yeah, that's cool. But I got a bunch of them to come to Aaron Watson. Yeah. And once they came to Aaron Watson, now they send me screenshots and... And messages every day like oh man I, I just listened to Dalton Domino's new record yes. I just listened to this it's like now they're addicted to it and they don't listen to anything else let's and go down that rabbit hole like every day my buddy Josh he sends me a snapchat of him listening to you know some other Texas guy you know like yesterday the other day was Wayne Bowen the day before that was Cody Johnson and you know it's just one after another he's a huge Roger Craiger fan now you know <laughs> so I mean it, it's definitely getting some momentum and if we can continue to get people if they just come to one show Yep. I'm telling you. Then they'll bring 10 of their friends to the next one. Oh, to the next one. And they they just fall in love with this shit. You can't beat it, man. There's so much great music. And and that's it. If this is new music to you, you have such a wealth of music. Oh, you have no idea what you're about to get into. It's it's the most blissful rabbit hole you could possibly go down. (laughs) Absolutely. I remember being in Chicago and seeing Turnpike Troubadours in American Aquarium. I think it was four years ago. It was Uh the first time I saw them. 
And is that what got you into it? Did, into this? Yes. Kind of realm? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. It, it's funny. Like, we, I knew who Turnpike Troubadours was, but I didn't, like, listen to them all the time. And we were out in Chicago for the outdoor hockey game where yeah. Chicago just whooped on the penguins yeah <laughs> so we were out there for that and we had a bunch of friends that hadn't been to chicago before and we're like oh we want to go to joe's and we're like oh well there's a show who is it turnpike troubadours i'm like oh i know a couple of their songs and then i really like started listening to it and i'm like jesus yeah. these He's, guys they're, they're those guys are they're ridiculous unreal. they're they they slay so hard they're so good and then they never come to pittsburgh so they're actually coming on with Miranda this summer. That's right. I forgot they're on Miranda's bill, which yeah. is the day before Wade Bowen. Yeah. So we're on. They're on that. So we got tickets to see them there. Oh, and shit. then um, me and my buddy went out to Cleveland because they were playing the House of Blues out there. So we went and saw them out there. And then they're going to be playing at Windy City too. So I'm going to get to see them. Speaking of people who say like "fuck it, I do what I want," Miranda's new record is oh like. Oh my god. Her, she's always been. That. I cried like a baby. The first time I heard "Running Just in Case" because I heard it like the wrong time, the right time, yeah. you know, the yeah. wrong right time. Yeah, man, that whole record is just, ah, oh, man. She, it's, it's just not. It's nothing. No one saw it coming. Coming. No one expected it. It was just the most refreshing thing for someone like her to do. Yeah, you know, for her to just do it and just make it this incredible work of art that was just so profound I love I'm in love with that record so much and she man she like if you're talking about just heads and toes female country artist she just does whatever she wants dude like she she can do no wrong in my eyes you know no, she can do no wrong in my eyes I mean <laughs> yeah. she's just got this her presence about how she because if she believes it like I want to hear it yeah like I want to hear even if I would were to disagree with whatever she says, she has this ability to like portray her like conviction of whatever her idea is yep. it, musically, and it just it's just so powerful. She's got that just genesequa. Yeah, of, <laughs> I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> she just has it, whatever it, that is, it. all of it too. Well, she yeah. has all of it. We were out in uh, Cleveland to see them. I went and saw them and party. And Terry fucking Palmer, mm-hmm. and uh, the Steel Woods opened. Man, that was a great show. The Steel Woods, are Steel Woods badass. are so good. Um, they were in Pittsburgh. They played uh, Hard Rock, but had another show that night that I'd already. It's too many shows and not enough time. I mean, that's a good problem to have though. When I, we're yeah, when we're getting so. two shows a week here or in the same day in Pittsburgh. I was I was that's fit, a good yeah. problem to have. I mean, we went from Dirks to this. Yeah, twelve less than twelve hours. Yeah. <laughs> less than twelve hours. <laughs> It's By the a, way, Nick is playing with a stuffed pickle right now. It's uh, Pickle Rick. It's Pickle Rick. It's Pickle Rick. Uh, pickle Rick is kind of the informal mascot of Ray's Rowdy. Whenever I go it's on like, a Rick road trip. Pickle Rick from Rick trip. and Morty. Oh, yeah. You know, I never really got to watch Rick and oh, Morty that man. much. That's my favorite. Like, I'm not a big TV guy. Like, I honestly turn, since I've started Ray's Rowdy, like, cable, no. I don't have cable. Netflix? And Netflix a little, but I literally really? turn the TV on about twice a month. Now. Shit, dude! I when I, I do, I turn it on for like five stuff. hours. But like, I'll just zone out. Like sometimes I just need to like zone out. But I just, just listen to music. Out. Yeah. So we get a lot of guys sending us music, and so I mean, you got to catch up with all that. That's stuff. That's it. So yeah. it's like during. I want to listen to everything that someone sends me. I mean, I like it all. Yeah, you know, but I, I have I that rule to too. I try to listen to all of it, and I yeah. try to listen to it all like at least 
twice. Yeah. Try to do three times because I know I wouldn't want anybody giving me opinion, which we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Like by just listening to it once and not really actually giving it time to understand. I think that that – I also think that that's a problem is like – these days people think they need to like the song out of the gate well that's not necessarily true because you probably get sick of it a lot faster if you like it the some first of time, right? my absolute favorite albums the first time i listened to the album i was like eh. daryl didn't like jason isbel for the longest time wow. and then he called me one day and he's like i get it he's like because i obsessed over him i mean yeah. and it took me a little bit to get into it because it's incredibly just complex and profound deep, deep shit yeah. that you like you can't just Dip, dip your toe in that pool and understand what it is like you really have to go it's like you take one of those records and it's like it's like reading a book you're not going to read 15 other books that day unless right. you're like a, you know have a Mensa card yeah you know so <laughs> you, know, you gotta kind of delve into it a little bit and listen to it for an extended period of time to, to, to learn it and figure it out and understand where that's coming from because it's coming from the, the the most insane places speaking about the craziest shit and the most Back end way, it's just crazy the way he the way he writes about that stuff. But I, I've seen that happen probably five or six times now with people that the first time they heard like twenty four frames or or relatively easy, like they didn't get it, and then they listen to it again, and they're like, wait a minute, there's something here. I like the melodies, I like the guitar parts. Yeah, this is cool. And then they're like, son of a bitch, he used the word benzodiazepine in his song. Just and it keeps going and going and going and deeper and deeper and deeper, and then you hear. You know, elephant. You know, if I if I'd have oh, fucked man. her before I, she got sick, I'd have never heard the end of it. You know, talking about this woman dying of cancer. Like it's it's just it's so freaking crazy. It's it's insane how his music can just make you feel so many emotions in one song, and it's all from the sadness, or it's all from the upbeat, it's all from the valor, whatever it is, whatever that is. But you can feel ten things in one song from him, and that's something that I think some music doesn't have and his does and I think that's part of what makes him special his has every aspect I think of what you would want all around and sometimes that's a little bit much for people because it's like it's like the difference between just like going to lunch and getting a hot dog and then maybe going to like like Jerry West Steakhouse and like eating like a, a nine course meal. Yeah, you know, like like Jason, sometimes you want a hot dog. Jason you know? Isbell is a nine course meal of yes. music. You know, where you're getting literally literally everything you could ever want in one spot, and it's an experience, and it's it's a total experience. But you know, you're not just turning on Shake It Off in the car and no. dancing down the road. Yeah, which by the way, I jam out to Shake It Off hey. all the time. Yeah, sometimes you need that. We were we were jamming to some T Swift on the way home. Yeah, we did it. The old stuff, though. I, I like I like Taylor. I mean, like our song. Yeah, we should do a duet of our song at the end of this podcast. Uh, I have a, a really really bad voice. <laughs> so, well, there's no way I'm gonna be able to sing it. <laughs> if you get me good and drunk, I'll sing some karaoke. Uh, my go-to is Zach Brown, Highway 20 Ride. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice and sad. I probably would have guessed that if you'd asked me how to pick the Zach Brown song. Yeah. You kind of have a little bit of a Zach Brown-esque. Yeah, I'm just yeah. real good looking. That's what you're yeah. talking <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big guy that has a beard. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, it has uh, really good taste in music. Yeah. I do like some music. But, yeah, we uh, – so since since I've been doing this – I just literally sit on my couch and I just listen to music 
which is cool. And I'll tell you, one of my favorite things about having raised Rowdy so far is getting music ahead of time. Yeah, that's like, my... I love it whenever, oh like, they sent me William Clark Green's new single, like, three days before it came out. Yeah. Uh, Hit You Where It Hurts. And they sent me, like, So Long Sixth Street before that came out, and I was like... You know, these are my guys, man. I, uh, I, I'm always like waiting up till midnight, even if I got to be up early yes. this morning when those records come yep. out. So now that I'm getting the singles and shit, like early. a few days before, my yeah. uh, well, I have some buddies that I've you know made friends with through this that send me their uh, like demos, and I'll get to listen like work to a tapes song. And yeah, shit. yeah, work takes and demos, and they'll send those to me. And man, some of my favorite songs are not recorded right now. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, well, it's I, crazy. I agree with that. I mean, I understand that. I, I don't send work tapes as much as I used to because I, I used to do that all the time where I'd write a song I really liked and I wanted someone to hear it and I sent it out. Yeah. And I, I thought that that was really cool. And like, I probably would send them to you every now and then or something like that. Yeah. But I just got to this point where I was like, I don't, I don't think, I'm doing the song justice by doing it that way. Doing it that way. Yeah, it depends on the song too. Yeah, I, I just don't like Alabama. I did that like Facebook video of it because I, I just really liked it. But I, I've since like revamped the whole thing and changed it up a lot uh, sonically. So I don't know. I think maybe I try to let them live a little bit longer. Well, that's it. So our friend Ryan Nelson had sent me a song. I, he, he did a song for us on the podcast when we recorded with him mm-hmm. and I'm like dude I need a cut like version of I, that I need this now I need it I need do it. you have it yeah. and it's funny because yeah <laughs> he sent he sent me it but it's a, it's so it's a different version so it's a little bit faster yeah than how he plays it now and it's just really neat to see hear that, that evolution yeah, yeah, yeah to hear how that song the same song has changed for him over time and how he's figured out the way people are reacting to it and how you think it needs played. You know who does that a lot? And I love that, like, seeing him play live or or listening to his live records where you just never know what he's going to do to one of his songs. And he did it to a Taylor Swift record. It's Ryan Adams. Oh, yeah. The whole Taylor Swift record. Yeah, like, he'll... He just... He interprets things and just decides to deliver them differently on a nightly basis. And I think that that is so... Like, such a good depiction of what music should be. Yeah. Like, I, I think that it's such a good... Um, sound check and you're going to be able to hear a little bit of sound check in the background but uh, yeah I think that's a good depiction of what music should be like you know there's there's times I play songs a little bit differently like it might seem like a little bit more angry a little bit more sad or a little bit more upbeat you know like Alabama we changed it a little bit to more of this like Americana rock song and it's fast it's like twice as fast and it's in a different key yeah but I still sometimes ever since I wrote it we'll go out and play in that like dad gad open tuning all the way down no capo and just hit harmonics and play it like slinky and slow and heartfelt and it it just really depends on what fucking mood I'm in. Yeah. Like, you know, it just really but depends. That's what it's about, man. It's about feeling the crowd out, thinking what they need, you know? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's like a cry for help of like a, like right now, if I were to be playing a show, I'd probably play it really slow because I'm like just tired and exhausted. And yeah. <laughs> as much fun as I'm having this weekend, like it does take the life out of you a little bit. You yeah. Know, when you're doing all this. Well, it's hard being in the position, like I don't want to the blessings definitely out with the, oh, the yeah. bad parts but I mean I don't know if you're like me like on a Monday like you're coming down for like two days and it's just like exhausting yes you know it's it's like coming down from a, a high and you're, you're just kind of 
we, we almost call, like a little bit lifeless you know yeah we call that the post concert high or post concert uh let down like yeah you almost get almost like a, a smidge of depression yeah yeah, yeah. and that I'm not, happened to me so you know in may we did that the record came out on the 18th yeah we played here with aaron watson on the 19th and then the following thursday i'm playing eight band jam with joe nichols and then nothing happened yeah. like there was nothing so for like a week i was just exhausted yeah. You know, like, I, Andy, I got some really interesting news, too, that was a nice kick in the balls, like, in my personal life. So it was, like, all that shit, like, all those, we play all these big shows for thousands of people, or even just being at them, right. you know, and the Red Dirt Revival thing kicked off, and it was, like, awesome, 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 awesome. Shit, what do I do now? Yeah. You know? Well, but the good times, I mean, they far outweigh the bad. For and sure, yeah. And sometimes you're going to have a lull. You know, that's that's the nature of the business. I mean, people that are happy all the time are just crazy. Yeah. You're one of those people that's like always nice and always happy, like all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm actually not too far off from that myself, but I'm just. It's not that I'm happy. I just try not to let stuff get to me. Yeah, we get that. When you, it you does, get better as you get older. Yeah. yeah, but that's but you're when a music does, guy. It really so like, gets to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what this yeah. is for, right? Yeah. I mean, like. I know that I probably don't show it as much, but I feel it. You know what I mean? Like I, I get in those like depressed states where, and, and a lot of it's because I'm a writer. I think that I kind of externalize it. But if I'm not writing, for me, it's like I obsess over records and I go to concerts. Yeah. And it's just like I might not externalize it to other people or communicate it, but it's there and it's prevalent. And it's like this is what reaches out to pull you back. You know, yeah. this kind of shit like this, shows like this, playing and listening and. Just music in general. Before, because, I mean, I took I took another job like eight years ago. Um, I was working in a job where I didn't have weekends off, and I had it worked crazy hours. And just, mm-hmm. man, I tell you what, once I started doing that and I started going to more live shows, like, my life just got so much better. Like, I just enjoyed life so much, you know? Yeah, well, I mean... And these shows are a big part of it for me. I think sometimes people confuse, like, comfortability financial stability with happiness and they're not the same thing i mean it helps but (laughs) it it helps your anxiety to an extent but to what extent how valuable is that to you and what at what point do you stop and say i'm gonna live my life i'm gonna enjoy and like that's like the conversation we're having fridays is like as i look at my career i look at my life like you know i have a nephew and i have you know younger brothers and sisters who are like 10 years younger than me that I want to be around for yeah. when I'm not on the road, you yeah. know, and, and this means the world to me, but like, yeah, I, I could spend my whole life on Music Row writing for a publishing company and probably have some success at it, but do, is that really, is that really the route I want to take? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to, you have to, I, I've sacrificed a lot of shit for this. Like, where's the limit? Like, where do you, where do you stop yourself and where do you say, no, I need weekends off because I, I need to be able to go see Jason as well. Yeah. That's important to me. You know, that's that's important and, for for you to do that. And I just have gotten so I've gotten just a crew of great friends that I've acquired over the years. It's from, amazing what great people can do in your life. That's it. Man. <laughs> yeah, and like so, I've you know no relationship for the longest time, but it's I, I try to explain to people. I'm like, I have so many good friends that yeah, I mean, I'd love to be have the perfect girl to be in a relationship, whatever, but. Like, it's just, I have such a good base of people around me and family, and it's just like, it, this music, the, the music scene yeah. that we've 
the, the crew. You've met a lot of my friends. The family. The, it's it's the family. family aspect. It really and, is. And it's good music that you're surrounding yourself with, yep. which generally brings along good people with it. Yep. Very few of these people are shitty people, because I think if you listen to shitty music, you're probably more likely to be a shitty person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you're right, though. It's like, I'm the same way. I have friends and these incredible friends because of music, because of playing it, and because of just bonding over artists that I like. It's like, there's going to be you know, a couple thousand people here tonight that all have something in common. Yep. And that's like the most fucking incredible thing in the world to me because in today's world where everything's homogenized and they draw a line down the middle and say this is this and this is this and then, you know, you get liberals and conservatives here all singing Wave on Wave in July, Jesus and handbags and it's like (laughs) nobody gives a fuck who voted for who. Yeah. You know, nobody gives a a damn at all. We're here to wash that away for a day. Yeah. Yeah. And but back to like the whole friend thing where you said like you'd like to have a girl and all that stuff. I think sometimes when you're surrounded like like you and I, we have all these incredible people, it raises the bar for yeah. a relationship. You know, because like you be expect right more out of that person, and it's like you have these incredible people that show you what like a friendship should be like. Yeah. You know, and then you meet a girl and she wants to go out, go to the club and like, you know probably run around a little bit more than you want to or be a little bit less trustworthy than you'd want to and you're, you're more likely to hold whatever that person is that ideal accountable and to a higher standard than you would because you're surrounded by so many badass people, people who would yeah. take a bullet for you that's it all because of music like it's crazy it's crazy I mean you and I met because of music that's it absolutely met through a mutual friend who enjoyed his music and enjoyed what we were doing with Ray's Rowdy and got us connected and we talk almost every day. Yeah. Like, almost every day. Yeah. It's weird. And it's not always like, hey, man, I got a business proposition for you. I mean, it's that a lot because we're doing a lot of projects together, and we both believe in what each other's doing. So, like, for us, it's not like, oh, man, yeah, Nick's texting me about doing this podcast again or doing that, or I'm sending him one more thing. It's like, there's no eye rolls between the two of us because I'm excited to see his name come across the phone because, like, cool, what the fuck do we get to do now? Yeah. You know, what's the next thing? Like, oh, and it's music. We... We yeah. both just throw music at each and other. And we know that I know that if you send me a track, I'm not gonna hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you might not love it. it might I not might not love thing. it, but I'm never gonna go, come on, Nick, what yeah. the fuck is this? You know, yeah. I'm never gonna do that. Yep. Know? So now you're gonna try to find one. <laughs> now you're gonna try oh, to I, can, I have some. Yeah. Do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. There's gotta be something in there. But just yeah. Just one, you know. We wanted to just wanted to give you guys a, a little a day in the the recovery and a little pre-show here for. I think uh, we're gonna do this more and more often, especially yeah. when we have good stories to tell. Nothing too crazy happened last night, at least nothing that we're like willing to uh, disclose <laughs> at, because we don't want to. We don't want to violate anyone to keep, else's privacy, and I have yeah. to keep my day job too. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for something. Yeah, eventually. I, well, I had to. I, had, I started the tweet the other day, and I still want to say it. Like, uh, if you if you're not at Dalton Domino. At the Dalton Domino Pat Green show today, you probably also wear Crocs and listen to Florida Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna tweet that just to be a dick. And, uh, I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it. You know that might have went viral. It could have been real bad. It would have been hilarious it. though. Yeah. See, I don't give a shit. But yeah. I also don't like it's. If you know me, you know it's not personal. It's just a joke. Right. Like it's funny. Like there, yeah. everyone has that. You know. I'm just as crazy about this as people are about their Crocs. So yeah. <laughs> that's a like weird cult, man. Hey, man, they're comfortable. My friend said to me the other day, like, "Always walk a mile on someone's shoes unless they're wearing Crocs." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> 
shit. Well, we're going to get going, guys. It's about time to start the next tailgate up for today. Yeah, let's go crack some beers. Get these cold, these, these ice-cold cruisers going. Hey, up the dog. <laughs> so thanks for, thanks for stopping with us. Thanks for riding the struggle bus with us. Yeah, riding that bus. Yep, we'll be back next time. Next time we have a doubleheader of a weekend, which I'm sure will be sometime soon. Very soon. Thanks, guys. You can't order a white horse on Uber and the beast was just a prick. The snow white should have probably ate some gluten. Yeah, the story's out full of it. Sometimes the shoe's done.